Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 93. It is your first round NBA playoff preview. Ashton Graywall from Covers.com is going to join me in just a couple of moments to break down each and every first round matchup in this year's NBA postseason. We'll also talk about a couple potential sleepers, a couple potential upsets, and then we'll get Ashton's overall pick for how the finals play out this season in the NBA. I'll throw my pick out here right now. Uh, Not trendy, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Golden State Warriors. Zig when everyone else is zagging. Or in the words of Warren Buffett, be greedy when others are fearful, be fearful when others are greedy. Right now it feels like an awful lot of people have checked out on the Golden State Warriors, and rightfully so. The four All-Stars, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and KD, have not played together for more than 42 games this season. About half the season they've been on the court together due to a variety of injuries that all four have sustained at some point during the year. But they were just bored, in my opinion. And look at the draw. You get the Spurs in the first round, who are no threat whatsoever to me this year. Honestly, with what's going on with Kawhi Leonard, if that's Steph or KD... If that's Russell Westbrook, James Harden, or LeBron James, how is the national media handling that? Think about that for a second. In San Antonio, no one's even asking any questions about what's going on with Kawhi Leonard and the team. He only played nine games this season. Is he hurt? Is he disgruntled? Is there a rift between he and the team? If this were LeBron James, this would be the number one story every day. Not only that, the Spurs had an awful road record this season. And they finished the year 5-5. and People keep talking about whether or not the Warriors can flip the switch. What about the Spurs? Can they flip the switch? And you've got to look at the second part of the draw as well. While Houston's going to have to deal with the OKC-Utah winner, very, very dangerous, the Warriors are going to get the Portland-New Orleans winner. They could conceivably keep Steph Curry out for the first two series of the playoffs and hopefully bring him back near 100% should they meet the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. No disrespect to the Rockets. I think you respect them, but you don't fear them. James Harden, I'll ask you a question. What's the biggest game he's ever won? Same goes for Chris Paul. I think when you need to draw on those reference points in a potential six or seven game series with the defending champs, they're not there. They're not there for Houston. Good team, but I don't think they get past the Warriors just yet. So overall, I'm going to take the Warriors. I lean the Toronto in the East. Everybody seems to love the 76ers. That has me shying away from them just a bit. Wouldn't surprise me one bit to see LeBron James emerge yet again, but we'll take the Warriors to win the whole thing. Again, not trendy, but that's where I'm at. Gonna be up 500 by midnight. Making his return to the Sharp 600, he's a tremendous writer and analyst at Covers.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Ashton Graywall. Ashton Graywall joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ashton, it's been a while. How are you, my man? I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks a lot for having me on. My pleasure, as always. Let's begin with the Western Conference. We'll start with the one-seed Houston Rockets over the eight-seed Minnesota Timberwolves. Any opinion of yours whatsoever that there's a chance Minnesota could shock the world here? I don't think so. Um, I followed them uh, pretty closely here, uh, the, the Timberwolves. Obviously, they're pretty popular up here in Canada. People want Andrew Wiggins to be a better player than he is. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is fantastic. Jimmy Butler just got back. Uh, but I just don't like the way that they, they play basketball. They really don't use that three-point shot very well. I think Towns is probably like their, their best marksman from back there. And the way that Houston th- strokes it from three, um, I just don't see any type of upset there. I, I think it's kind of burn your money if you try and 
uh, take uh, Minnesota there at plus 700, anything like that. I, Houston, I guess it hurts a little bit that they lose uh, uh, Makabute there. They're the versatile, versatile defender, but I just think that they're too deep and uh, they'll overwhelm the Timberwolves. Before we jump into Golden State and San Antonio, which is the 2-7 matchup, who do you think ended up with a better draw, Houston or the Warriors? Because if Houston gets past the Wolves, they get the winner of Jazz OKC. If the Warriors get past the Spurs, they get the winner of Portland and New Orleans. Do you see any advantage there for either team? Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, if, if I sense where you're coming here, I like Golden State's second-round matchup there, if, taking on the winner of uh, either Portland or New Orleans. Uh, I think that um, Oklahoma City and uh, Utah are two really good teams. That's actually the series I'm looking forward to the most to seeing in this first round. Um, I don't know if either team will knock off Houston. Houston's just been so good this year, but I think that they are much better equipped to sort of play giant killer than the Trailblazers or uh, the Pelicans are. What do you make of the Spurs? Kawhi Leonard has only played nine games this season, and it feels like if the superstar for the Warriors, the Rockets, the Thunder, LeBron James, if they pulled this, this would be a much bigger national story. But on one hand, you have players claiming or the team claiming that he's ready to go. On the other hand, you have him claiming he's not ready to go, that it's a matter of pain threshold. And he's also not saying a whole lot. I feel as if this isn't as big a story as it should be. What do you make of the Spurs' chances against Golden State? Um, you know, Golden State, they have not um, really done much to instill confidence in, in uh, batters particularly here in the last um, 20 games of the regular season, right? Um, I know that it didn't mean much to them, especially once they conceded the first overall seed to Houston, but um, they just really don't look like that strong of a team without uh, Steph Curry in the lineup. That being said, uh, San Antonio is um, just not a team that you can rely on, especially on the road this season. It's, it's really weird to have, see a team that's uh, sort of veteran-laden and one led by uh, Greg Popovich uh, to be this poor on the road. Um, they don't have the star power for sure. LaMarcus Aldridge had a great season. Um, I imagine that Kevin Durant is just going to sort of go into playoff mode and Draymond Green would sort of click in, the intensity ratches up, and Golden State should win that one. I'd say probably something like five or six. I, I wouldn't bet the sweep in that in that game in that series for sure. Three seed. And, 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 and uh, sorry, sorry, Joe. Just to mention, I'm sorry you mentioned that a whole bunch about Kawhi there, and I didn't even touch on that. Uh, it's very odd, and I completely agree with you too that uh, it should be um, a bigger story for sure. I don't think he's going to be playing there next year. I think uh, when you have players come out like Tony Parker openly say, "I had the same injury. It was much worse, and I kept playing." Um, you know, the Spurs aren't the type of series to sort of take, uh, they're not the type of team to take shots at uh, teammates like that. So I, I don't think Kawhi is going to be there next year. Three seed versus six seed. It's the Trailblazers who earned that three seed with a win over Utah in game 82 Wednesday night. They're going to host the New Orleans Pelicans and Anthony Davis. The Pelicans started surging once Boogie Cousins went down, which I'm sure some would make the case Boogie Cousins uh, has never really been too much of a help to his team in the long term. But how do you, what do you make of this matchup? The winner's going to get Golden State. Do you see Portland advancing here? Yeah, I mean, Portland played really well in the second half and then in the final, like, 10 games of the regular season until that win against Utah last night, um, they weren't doing too much. I, I think that um, C.J. McCollum needs to play a lot better because I think Portland relies too much on uh, Dame Lillard, and there's, there's going to have to be another game uh, a couple times, I think, here in the playoffs where uh, the supporting cast will do a better job for, for Portland. They need to see that for them to advance. I think the Pelicans, they look a lot better with Davis playing uh, the, the center spot, which he's sort of 
uh, begrudgingly does, right? Um, Miritich in their starting lineup, if he can keep shooting well, I think that really opens up the floor a little bit more for Davis as well. Um, I see Portland winning this, but I I, I don't know. I, I think that the Pelicans might be worth a little bit of a flyer there. I, I see them around like a plus 150. Marquee matchup in the first round for the Western Conference. It's the Thunder and the Jazz, two teams that many said you would not want to face in the first round no matter who you were, Houston, Golden State, what have you. What do you make of this matchup? I think that the Thunder are just really goofy. Um, they seem like they should be a lot better than they are. Uh, I'm a big Paul George fan. Uh, Steven Adams, I think, has been uh, a fantastic player this season, and it just doesn't ever seem to add up. Ever since um, Andre Roberson went down for the year, it just uh, didn't seem to click for them. They went from being a, a solid defensive team to sort of a liability at that end. Um, Utah, I, I guess, just that second half, I think they went something like 28-6 over their final 34 games. Uh, they're a monster, and Rudy Gobert, the way he controls the paint, um, I think it'd be really interesting. And I think the home court in Utah could be a really big advantage for them. Um, I don't know. I might be a prisoner of the moment here, just seeing what um, Utah's done in, in, in their last uh, you know, uh, half of the season. But uh, I think they could pull the upset off there. Eastern Conference top seed, the Toronto Raptors with a franchise best this season. A remarkable performance. But obviously, if you're a Toronto fan, you know it's not going to mean anything unless they can make some serious noise in the playoffs. They draw the Washington Wizards in the first round. Now, the Wiz were tough out. They were a real tough out in last year's playoffs. But John Wall was banged up this year. It seems like there's a bit of dysfunction. How confident are you that the Raptors are able to handle their business and perhaps handle it rather quickly against Washington? Um, I'm not super confident. I could see this still going maybe about six games. Um, I think that Toronto should win. Uh, I think that Toronto is definitely um, a regular season team uh, in that that their bench uh, does a fantastic job for them. And, and you know, in the playoffs, all those types of players don't see the same type of minutes. Uh, your rotations get shortened up, and rely on your star players to carry more of a, a load. Right, and all of a sudden. Uh, players like uh, DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry will be asked to play something like 38 minutes rather than 32. And I think that type of style of play will favor a team like Washington that has players like Bradley Beal and, and John Wall. Um, I saw, I dug this up as something I was going to throw in uh, uh, some type of playoff preview here. Uh, the, the Raptors have this uh, reputation for just being terrible in game one of the playoff series, right? Always get off to a terrible start. So in, in the uh, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan era, they're 0-7 straight up and against the spread in Game 1s in the playoffs. Wow. And as a, yeah, and as a franchise, they're 1-12 straight up in Game 1 uh, playoff series and 2-11 and against the spread. So it's um, – it, and everyone in Toronto knows about it, right? It's just uh, – so there's a lot of pressure for them going into – I think they play on Saturday. Like, uh, if they don't win that game – um, everyone's going to be kind of rolling their eyes and saying, you know, here we go again. <laughs> Boston minus Kyrie Irving. They still find a way to draw the two seed. They'll play host to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Greek Freak. I've been trying to figure out for a while here, since the Kyrie news anyway, whether or not Boston was going to be able to win a playoff series. But getting a matchup with Milwaukee, the Bucks are a terrible team when Antetokounmpo isn't on the court. Do you see Milwaukee giving Boston some big headaches here, or do the Celtics survive and at least make it to the second round? Jeez, on paper, um, is there any team more frustrating than Milwaukee in the league? Right. Like, uh, it can, feels like yeah. they should be a lot better. Yeah, absolutely, especially with uh, Tintacumpo, uh, right? I mean, like, uh, the Greek freak, he's obviously, as you mentioned, his on-off numbers, right? Like, uh, Milwaukee's great when he's on the court, and they're, like, 
terrible, piss poor when he's not. And uh, Middleton's good. Eric Bledsoe's good. I mean, we know these players are good, and yet uh, they can't seem to put it together. Um, things have gotten worse since Jabari Parker got back. Uh, it just seems like um, they're they're sort of meandering out there, and they don't know what they're supposed to do. Um, the Celtics, they don't have nearly the same type of talent. Uh, uh, Rozier's going to be healthy, it looks like, for the playoffs. It doesn't look like Marcus Smart will be back in the first round. Um, I don't know. I, I would assume I, that the Celtics are going to win this even with without um, you know uh, Kyrie Irving and uh, Marcus Smart. Um, I just think that they're they're better coach and they have an idea what they want to do each time down the floor. Philadelphia wins 16 straight games, a franchise best, 16 straight games to secure the three seed to close out the season. They draw a well-coached Miami Heat team in the first round. Two-part question for you. Number one, how much success do you think Philadelphia is going to have against the Heat? And number two, how deep could this Philadelphia team go if you think they escape the first round? Um, yeah, I think the Heat is a tricky draw for sure. Um, you know, it, it's funny because they, they don't have a lot of uh, star talent or anything like that, but um, they have a lot of different ways that they can beat teams. Uh, they did not play very well in the last you know month and a half of the season, uh, especially once they locked up their playoff spot. It seemed like everyone kind of, uh, you know, sort of went to sleep and wasn't showing up as well. But you mentioned Spolster's a fantastic coach, um, and I think that Miami can be a little bit tricky. That said, I think the Sixers are going to get out of that round, and I actually kind of like them uh, as a sleeper to um, make to the NBA Finals. Uh, I'm seeing them around like 5-1, to one, so the, your, your uh, return on that isn't fantastic. But it might be better to kind of uh, pair them up, um, you know, uh, put them with uh, a matchup like uh, betting on the Warriors and Sixers finals or, or a Rockets and um, uh, Sixers final that way, and you get something like 13-1 to 1 or 15-1 to 1 odds that way. And then finally in the Eastern Conference, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers, and LeBron James is a 4C taking on the Indiana Pacers. What do you make of this matchup, specifically considering the Tristan Thompson effect? He gets caught <laughs> stepping out on Khloe Kardashian earlier in the week, but then it's fascinating. In game 82, he's booed by his home yeah. fans when he enters the game. The PA announcer refuses to say his name, and he actually skips out before even having to address the media afterwards. You think that could cause a problem inside the locker room? Um, I don't I don't know about inside the locker room. I, I think that, uh, you know, terrible it is. I think that uh, you know uh, NBA players probably um, aren't that faithful when it comes to their partners. So I, I, I imagine his locker, the locker room's got his back. But it is pretty funny that um, you know the Cleveland fans are, are booing the guy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's not good PR for sure. Uh, now Thompson isn't like a huge, huge part of um, their team. They they like to run out love there uh, as their five man, and and you can't really play Tr- uh, Tristan Thompson at the four. Um, so um, it'll be interesting to see actually how many minutes he ends up playing in the playoffs. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's tough. It, as bad as uh, Cleveland looked at different parts of the regular season, I just think that, you know, once the playoffs start, LeBron starts playing defense, and uh, I, I think that the Cavs are probably the most likely team to come out of the East. You know, you mentioned Philadelphia a little while ago as a potential sleeper to make a deep run. Anybody else you'd keep an eye on that could turn some heads by winning a series or two that people may not be expecting? Yeah, I sort of mentioned, I think Utah for sure. Like, I think they could win the first round. Now, that's just a, you know, they're a a slight underdog. I don't know about them beating Utah, uh, but uh, I could definitely see them getting out of the first round. Um, Just trying to look at my uh, odds board here as well, too. Um, I think that... uh, 
That's you know that's part of the reason it looks so good for Philadelphia here too, right? I mean, I think that Boston's going to win that first round, and then they're, they're, um, uh, Philadelphia would likely see Boston the following round, and I think that Philadelphia would look great in that matchup. I think Philly is really sort of the team that could um, make it the furthest here out of um, sort of the lower seeded teams, the teams not seeded one two. Um, I think otherwise we're going to see kind of uh, the regular type of uh, conference finals that we've sort of thought before the season. Ashton, final question before we let you go, and it pretty much touches right on that. If you're making your pick today, who wins the West, who wins the East, and then ultimately who wins the title? Yeah, I think that, um, man, it's tough. Uh, I've been thinking all year that Golden State, Golden State, right? Uh, it's, It's theirs to lose and everything like that, but I just really don't like what I'm seeing from them. Uh, and we remember what it looked like when Steph Curry came back from that same injury a couple of years ago in the playoffs, right? It didn't click for him right away. You know, he was saying he's back, and then a few games later, you know, people in a circle were saying, well, he's not fully healthy, right? Um, so I, I like the Rockets to come out of the West. I like the Cavaliers, I think, as the most likely team to come out of the East, and then I would say the Rockets over uh, the uh, Cavaliers. Catch him on Twitter at Ashton Graywall. Terrific writer and analyst over at Covers.com. Ashton Graywall joining us here on the Sharp 600. Always a pleasure to catch up, my man. Thank you so much for the insights. Enjoy the games this weekend, and uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks so much, Joe. How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City. (laughs) Episode 93, your 2018 NBA playoff first round preview is in the books. Shout out to Ashton Graywall for joining us on today's episode. Shout out to all of you for subscribing, rating, reviewing, and continuing to support this project. We greatly appreciate it. But for now, the playoffs have finally arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the games this weekend. Be well. And, of course, best of luck.